Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi, and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. <laughs> we decided to do a mini-series on resolving sexual issues. And since there's so many of them, we're going to cover one or two per episode. <laughs> and tonight's issue we decided to address first because it has become so widespread out there, especially during the COVID and the whole pandemic thing is low or no desire and just discuss things you can do and ways to overcome if you want to. I know that some people are asexual and really aren't interested in sex and that's a whole different thing than low or no desire. Oftentimes, it can occur when you've been in a long-term relationship, and sometimes it can happen just as life goes by. <laughs> so, I'm going to turn it to Paul for a moment to talk a little bit, and we'll cover what low and no, or no desire is. <clears throat> low or no desire can come from a number of different factors. Sometimes it's caused by depression. Sometimes it's caused because you're in a relationship for a really long time. And especially if you have kids, sex kind of gets put on the back burner. And you really kind of have to get back into the flow of things before you start generating that desire. A lot of times it comes from maybe you've gained weight and you don't feel so confident about your body and it kind of turns you off of sex. So there's a lot of different ways that or no desire can come about. And if it's something that you're experiencing, you're not alone and it is completely and utterly natural and you don't have anything to feel bad about. I would like to say there's also sometimes uh, physical reasons 
And so it's always good to rule out any medical conditions that could be caused by some of the medications you're on, have bad side effects that affect sexual desire. It could be from a medical condition. And there's many different ones that can change sexual desire. And like Paul was saying, sometimes couples in long-term relationships, it's like doing the same thing. Well, there's kind of a pattern that occurs. You fall in love and you have the honeymoon period where everything's just really great. And then after a couple of years, that sometimes within a year, that can kind of phase out and you get into more of a long-term relationship. And as the relationship goes on, sex can, if you, especially if you kind of get into a routine and do the same thing over and over again, sex can kind of drop off <laughs> the desire for sex. So we're going to cover some things that you can do that will help. But like I say, first talk with your doctor and rule out if there's any medical concerns, because those have to be addressed before you can work on other techniques. And I know that for me, sex is a form of energy, and we can generate that energy, but it takes some practices. And I know in our country especially, a lot of people aren't trained how to work with their sex energy. And they de especially when it comes to PC muscle exercises and really developing your sexual system, becoming more in tune with it. And then there's all kinds of other things that can kind of get in the way. Everything from performance issues can affect sexual desire. Relationship issues can affect sexual desire. So it can be caused by a multitude of reasons. Do you have anything you want to add, Paul? So one of the first things I'd like to address is a lot of times people fall into the trap of, of anxiety. And anxiety can cause a whole host of different problems. And a lot of times people get focused on their performance or on how their body looks or different things like that. And like thinking about it brings about this anxiety that really kills their sexual desire. And one of the things Gigi often works with people on is instead of focusing on performance, focusing on pleasure. And if you are a person with a penis and have problems with erections, don't focus on your erection. Instead, focus on the feeling of what you're doing. There are so many things that can involve sex that don't involve your penis. Uh, focus on your partner's pleasure. Focus on the other ways that makes you feel good other than by getting an erection. One of the exercises Gigi had me do for a while was that I couldn't stimulate. I started off with I couldn't stimulate any of my erogenous zones. I only had to stimulate the the parts of my body that weren't erogenous zones. And then I was allowed to play with my tertiary and then my secondary before I was allowed to play with my primary erogenous zones, which are my penis and my anus. And that helped me really get more in tune of all of the feelings in my body that feel either erotic or just really sensual. And 
a lot of people don't make the distinction, but there is a huge distinction between things that feel sensual and things that feel erotic. And sometimes if you're having a problem with the erotic response, focusing on the sensual response, just lightly brushing your hands on different parts of your body and feeling the goosebumps draw up and things that people think about as foreplay. If you have a partner, like have them give you a sensual massage and lick your neck and play with your ears. Uh, maybe some people really like their armpits played with or whatever it is that really gets your juices working. Like work on those areas before you start focusing on your genitals. And it can really, really help bring about a change and again like focusing on pleasure because one of the other things we didn't point out is premature ejaculation and maybe you have feelings around that that's something i had to deal with quite a lot and this exercise really helped me out to really learn how to get in tune with my body to slow down my sexual response so that I could last a while. I think another side to this is that often we neglect the biggest sex organ we have, which is our brain. And sexual fantasies and or reading erotic stories or even telling erotic stories can be very powerful for reawakening the sex drive. And I hate to call it a sex drive because it's not really a drive. It's more of a engine <laughs> and you got to give it gas, so to speak. I think another issue that often comes up with low or no desire is this whole thing of, Life gets busy, and we do put sex on the back burner. So it does take starting some daily practices to get back into raising that sexual energy again. And I think fantasy is a great way to, and even remembering a past really hot sexual experience you've had in the past, and going through the details of what occurred, what made it so good, can be very helpful in this process. So I think part of it is just getting in tune again with your erotic self, not just your body, but also your imagination, and being able to go with that too. Another issue that comes up, and this kind of gets into learning styles. Some people are more visual learners, some are more auditory, and some are more tactile kinesthetic, some are more into the emotions that really they learn best when there's kind of that emotional side to learning. And so I think the same thing happens with sex. I know for me, phone sex doesn't do much of anything for me. <laughs> I'm more of a visual and tactile kinesthetic person. I like to see it and get my hands on it. <laughs> and that really gets me going. But you can tell me all the erotic stories you want to, and it doesn't really do that much for me. But everybody's built a little different. Some people are like, I've had partners that were more the auditory and so I would do a strip tease or have them do a strip tease and then describe it to them. And that way we're sending signals through our primary sexual response. And that can be very powerful to reawakening that sex drive too. Because I know that for some people it's one method just doesn't do much for them. 
And so explore what is your primary sense for sex. <laughs> yeah, another thing I wanted to bring up is particularly if uh, you're experiencing having problems developing sexual desire with a partner, a lot of times it comes down to communication issues. Maybe some of the things we were talking about, like maybe you don't know that your partner is more auditory and you are more visual, and they're trying to do things to turn you on based on the fact that they're auditory and they're making lots of noise and things like that, but you're more visual and you need the, the visual stimulus or, or vice versa or a number of different things. And also, if there are issues in your relationship that are not being addressed, then sometimes you need to resolve issues before you can get back on track sexually with a partner. So, as with so many things when it comes to relationships, communication really is central to so many things. And especially sometimes it happens you, that maybe you have this thing that really turns you on, but you're kind of ashamed of it and you've never told your partner about it. And like maybe it's eating you up inside. And sometimes it is better to just take the plunge, and it can be scary at times, but tell your partner about the thing that you're really interested in. And you have like you have no idea how they're gonna react. It might be that that's a secret fetish of theirs, or that it's something that they're not super into, but they're willing to do it for you, or even it's not a thing that they're into and it's not a place they're willing to go, but they feel so much better because you felt safe telling them. So there's so many different ways that communication and a relationship can help resolve some of the issues that may be holding you back sexually. Mm-hmm. I think another, you kind of barely touched on this one. It's a myth that desire has to precede sex. We think, oh, we've got to be in the mood and before we can start getting into sex of any kind. And that's really not true. The desire sometimes comes after you start playing with each other or playing with yourself. There's times when I do my morning affirmations and I have days where I'm like rock hard and solid and going. Other days it's kind of like, well, I'm not as into it. Maybe I've got a cold or something like that That's or some other situation going on that I'm just not quite in, don't have the mood, I don't have the desire when I first start. But I'll just kind of take some deep breaths and start touching my body and and using my fantasies and getting into it. And the desire will build up over time. But it takes some practice. And I do highly recommend if you are in a position where you have low or no desire and want to build it up, start by playing with yourself first. It really helps. That will help with... If there's any performance anxiety, that cuts right through it. Because <laughs> you're just with yourself. So explore your body and, and get in tune with your body. So many times we're just disassociated with our bodies. We're so up in our head, you know, our rational mind that we're kind of shut off from what our bodies are feeling. And so part of it is a matter of refocusing, learning to refocus on the body. What is going on with my body? Any thoughts? Yeah, that actually feeds into the next point I was going to make, is one of the things that Gigi has taught me to do through our training that has helped me out tremendously 
is I used to get way too much in that logical, analytical, like part of my head. And like, especially when I was having sex, I would be actively thinking about like, oh, the things that work for my partner is this and this. And then I touch this way and then I do this thing. Oh, this really turned her on last time. Let me try doing it now. But it doesn't come, it doesn't flow naturally because I'm too busy trying to solve a problem instead of just allowing the the sex to develop. And, you know, you can can learn things and store them in your logical memory. And your muscle memory will jump in when it's the right time for it to. And really getting in tune either with your own body or with your partner and kind of vibing it out instead of being stuck in your head. And this is a a problem a lot of my friends are engineers and computer people and like really use the logic centers of their brain for the majority of the work that they do. And it feeds over into the rest of their lives and they just get so in their head all the time and constantly turning things over and churning things through and like trying to solve a problem. And if instead you get into the mindset of just being inside of your body and doing what comes naturally and being with like the feelings of what your partner is doing to you or inside the feelings of what you are doing to yourself and just kind of letting your like natural reaction take place instead of trying to logic it out so many times that really really that sh- switch in attention really makes a huge difference in like how good sex is i think that kind of touches on another subject a lot of us don't even know what turns us on or feels really good because we haven't taken the time to fully explore our bodies one of the training programs I've put together is called the Erotic Body Map, and it takes you through steps to really explore your body fully and set a good environment for performing the Erotic Body Map and exploring yourself and touching yourself and really discovering what parts of your body do get you turned on. Everybody's a little different. I know... I had a girlfriend once that hated to have her ears touched. I've had other partners that that was hot as all get out. (laughs) It really turned them on if I nibbled on their earlobe or kind of licked around the ear. So we're all built a little different. And the erotic body map is a great tool to not only learn your own body, but to communicate what you like in some ways, both verbally and non-verbally, and explore together what each of you like and don't like and where you get turned on. So I think part of the secret in building good sex energy is learning how your body works sexually. Yeah. And another thing, we've kind of touched on it, but sometimes when there's, like, particularly after a big change, like, if you've gotten pregnant and just don't feel as sexy afterwards, like, I can't tell you how many times I've met couples where a woman gets pregnant and she doesn't feel as sexy but her partner thinks she's as sexy as ever and is totally into it still. But because the woman doesn't feel as sexy, her sex drive completely plummets. 
or sometimes after you get on antidepressants, you gain a bunch of weight. Uh, or it might not even be weight gain. It might be that you're just getting older or that you have an injury and your body doesn't work the way it used to or, or something like that. And there's not a mechanical reason that sex is harder for you. But you just don't feel the same. And because of that, you kind of have like projected onto your sex life. And it is completely okay to go through that. And it is understandable. But especially with a very supportive partner, it's something that you can work with. Uh, and if your partner is not as supportive as they should be, that is another area where communication really needs to come in because they're being kind of a butthead. Because I know that there have been times in my life, like I deal with a lot of chronic pain, and I remember like I've had partners in the past where I would just have a really bad month where my pain was really high, and I stopped really wanting to have sex with them. And it wasn't because the sex hurt me any more than my general pain, but it was just because I didn't feel as good inside of me. And like, luckily, when I had that happen, I had a partner who was very supportive, but also really horny, and really built me up because she wanted my dick. And like, and it, it might be the kind of thing where you need to ask your partner, like, hey, I need support in this. Like, I want to have sex with you, but I need to feel sexy. And right now I can't generate that in myself, but still try to generate it in yourself because people are beautiful. And no matter how much your body has changed, you are still a sexual being that deserves sex. And you can find the sexiness in yourself to and let it shine out. And it might be a, a seed that you have to plant and grow and grow, but you can feed that seed and let it grow and let it build and let it blossom. And you might find that you find a new sexiness in yourself that, you hadn't experienced before. Sex is an art, and it's a discipline. Although it's a lot of fun, it's still a type of discipline. And it's something we can learn and get better at. And one of the things that I practice daily is raising my sexual energy and, and then performing my morning affirmations. And by doing that, I keep my sexual energy in tune and in flow. And it really does help a lot. It's like, I love sex. And part of it's because I practice it a lot. Things you, it, I think the saying is true. If you use it, use it or lose it. <laughs> if you don't use it daily, then it's going to slowly go away. But by forming a daily practice with erotica, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time, you can do it in 15 to 30 minutes. Just set some time aside each day. And I highly recommend doing it the same time of the day, every day. So you get into the routine, into the practice. I think another thing that I'd like to kind of bring up on this is that sex is something that we aren't really taught much about. We're expected to know it by instinct alone. And I think one of the things that can really help is learning some of the tantric techniques and getting into some of the more spiritual side of sexuality and learning about sexual energy through Tantra. 
that can be very helpful. Another area that, and I do have a whole training film on raising sexual energy. It's very powerful, and it includes doing the morning affirmations and identifying what are you telling yourself? What is your mind talk? Is it negative? Is it supportive? And I, at one time, had very negative mind talk, and that can affect your sex drive. Once I started turning it around, I started, we, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Once I started telling myself, oh, I'm a sexy, gorgeous person. At first, it felt weird and awkward, but I kept at it. And as we tell ourselves, over, and it usually takes 60 days of repetition, all of a sudden you start not only believing it, but you start changing in your life to do things that make you more beautiful. And so I think that can go a long ways. I know also that if this is something that's really difficult for you, sex coaching can help out. And that's what sex coaches do. We help a person identify what their goal, sexual goals are and then take them where they want to go and provide the tools and and techniques to help them get there. Any thoughts? Yeah. To go back to my earlier point, and another thing that I realize that kind of goes into it is if your body has changed a lot, it might be that you can't have sex in the exact same way that you used to. It might require retraining yourself how sex in your body works. And that's completely valid. And another thing is, it's an opportunity to learn new things and to broaden your horizons. And it might be that you find that, like I once met a woman who gained 30 pounds, and like at first she felt really terrible because sex was different for her. It was harder for her to get on top. And she had to learn new positions that really worked for her and things like that. And then she always said after that that she didn't really, really learn how to have great sex until she gained that 30 pounds. And it, it really changed her life. So it might be that if your body is changed and you have to find new positions, you have to figure out different angles and things like that, maybe you need to sit more or different things or, or rest in between. All of that is completely okay. And there are so many different ways out there to change what you're doing. It turns like out that people of all body types have been fucking for thousands and thousands of years, and all of them have found ways to have really great sex. There's ways to have really great sex in whichever body you have, and you might need to train yourself how to have a different kind of sex. I'm glad you bring that up, and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier in the show about erections and not being able to become fully erect, and I had a boyfriend once that couldn't get erect at all, and <clears throat> but I still loved to suck his dick and fondle him and play with him, and he enjoyed it. I mean, he got a lot out of it. And so just because you don't have a full erection doesn't necessarily mean that it's not pleasurable. And he would even come sometimes while small. So it's not a it's not a total stop if you can't get an erection. That's okay. Just work with your body as it is. I think that's a big part of what really helps 
is to get over our expectations, what we think we should be doing or what sex should be. Oftentimes we think, oh, only true sex is penis and vagina or penis and anus. And sex can be many different things. So it's learning to look at sex in a different way, to really fully, and I know that as people get older, they start exploring some of the other options. Intercourse isn't as required. And what a lot of people discover is that it brings in a deeper sense of intimacy and bonding. Another thing, and it's a thing we've talked about a lot on on the show, is a, a lot of times if you've lost the spark just having regular sex, bringing toys into the equation can help out a whole lot. And there's all sorts of different toys. People generally think of dildos as sex toys and vibrators as sex toys, and that's the only sex toys there are. And I'm here to tell you, that's a lie. There are all kinds of sex toys for all kinds of people. There are pocket pussies, there's vibrators, dildos, there's butt plugs, there's anal beads, feather dusters, all sorts of sensory toys. It scares some people, but I've gotten a lot out of doing knife edge play. Uh, And a lot of people think that knife play is about like cutting and things like that. That's not knife play. That's a completely different kind of play. But with knife play, it's all about the sensation of just having either the tip of uh, the knife go brush across your skin, sometimes lightly, sometimes putting a little bit of pressure, but not enough to bleed. So there's just so so many different things out there. Like if you're having problems with erect, erections, uh, cock rings are great. A lot of times, uh, especially as people get older and they can get a semi-erection, but they can't get fully erect, that's where cock rings really come in and help a lot because what a cock ring does is as blood enters your penis with the the cock ring uh, goes around the base of the cock and all of the blood that gets pumped into your penis doesn't have as easy a time getting pumped out so it's easier to get an erection sometimes people need to use penis pumps and cock rings at the same time to get an erection but find with doing both they can get an erection there and there are just so many different things out there to play with and sometimes people get it in their head that especially when they're using sex toys on their partner that the sex toy is their competition or their adversary no it is it it is your colleague it is your it is your tool it is you can think of it as an extension of yourself. If you are using it to give pleasure to your partner, that pleasure came from you, not the toy. You just used the toy as a tool to help bring your partner pleasure. And there's no shame in that. Oh my, we're, I just checked the time. We are past station break. <laughs> Sometimes time flies on this show. If you are interested in any of the training films, go to RaymondSlayerLeather.com. I've got a whole series of training films, and they include not just videos, but worksheets, and and some of them are even audio. I have a guided erotic meditation, and quite a few different techniques to help with building up desire. And if you have, like Paul was saying earlier, issues with body image, I've got a whole section on body image healing. And oftentimes, body image can be a, a 
kind of a downer on sex. If we're not feeling beautiful and we're not feeling sexy, doing some body image healing can go a long ways to help. If you're interested, go to ravenslayerleather.com and check out some of those videos and training programs. I also have them on my other website. It's ggwilber.com. And that's my sex coaching website. And if you don't have to go through this alone, if you want to have a sex coach, that's part of what I do is help work with people. And it does help to have someone keep you accountable, to check in and to be your kind of cheerleader, so to speak, to help you provide you with the tools you need to create a better sex life. So that's ggwilber.com. And then I also have Aphrodite's Temple going, which is ladyboytemple.com. So check out all these resources. Anything you want to add to station break? Uh, yeah, I I just wanted to add real quick that one of the you know one of the the benefits of sex coaching is in the show we can give you general advice. We can we have to make uh make content for everyone listening, but if you have more specialized needs or interests or things that you're concerned about like that's also where sex coaching really comes in handy because with a sex coach you can get individualized attention to whatever it is that is causing you issues or maybe you don't have issues maybe you just want to have better sex and your sex life is great we're here for that too Mm-hmm. I've worked with people that really want to take sex to the next level. And I've got a lot of tantric and Taoist training, so I can work with people on that level if they want to take sex to whole new heights. <laughs> well, back to our topic. I remember this one girl that was a friend of my wife. And she thought oral sex didn't count as sex, and only penis and vagina sex counted as sex. And that is so wrong. Sex can be many different things. And oftentimes we focus more on sex and not enough on eros the erotic, and sometimes just being erotic and feeling erotic pleasures can be good. And that's a little different than actually reaching an orgasm or even getting fully aroused. Sometimes it can feel really amazing just to have that erotic or even intimate experience with a partner or with yourself where you just really get in tune with what feels good in your body. Yeah, like it's something I've experienced uh, a lot recently, and I've talked about it on the show before, where I've been doing this thing where it used to be that whenever I raised sexual energy, whenever I masturbated, I... If I was going to have a session, I was going to have a session and like get really into it for a period of time. And sometimes I would come, sometimes I wouldn't come, but like it had a beginning and a middle and a climax, whether that was an orgasm or an ejaculation or neither. It had that kind of structure. And one of the things that I've been doing recently is just periodically throughout the day I'll kind of bring up a little bit of sex energy just like maybe just enough to get myself hard once and then stop and it's like two or three minutes or it might take five minutes to go a little bit further or I might just want to stimulate my nipple and like 
feel the hairs on my arm raise up. And kind of throughout the day, just kind of like, just lightly engaging in sexual play. And this is something that you can do with your partner. And particularly if you're having issues developing or building sexual desire with a partner, it might come from the anxiety that like, oh, right now is the time for sex and I have to be really, I have to go all the way there and really fully get into the whole thing and it's going to be this whole thing. Like, no, you don't have to do that. You can just stroke each other and like fondle each other a little bit. If you're watching a movie, you can reach down to your partner's crotch and stimulate it just a little bit. Give them a little kiss on the neck and that can be it. Every time that you engage in sexual play doesn't have to be this whole production that and maybe it will lead to that uh if that's what you want or it could just be this sweet little cute thing and like especially if you're having problems like really like developing like the desire to have sex with your partner just like doing a little bit of that back and forth like a few times a day might rekindle that spark that like really like gives you both the like need for each other and hunger for each other i think that kind of touches on uh, the different levels of erotica there can be erotica that's just very light doesn't lead to sex and i think sometimes people think oh i'm I like just a good back rub, and that would feel really good, but I don't want it to lead on to more than that. And so sometimes in communicating with your partner, it's good to say, well, this is where I'm at with my levels of desire right now, and my levels of what I want right now is to just go this far, but no further, and communicate that and say, you know, another time we'll go deeper or further but at this moment i'm not quite in that headspace and that's perfectly okay it's it's kind of like you don't want all or nothing <laughs> to be the only criteria for sex sex can be this gradual process of a little bit here a little bit there and then sometimes going all the way I think that also touches on something I've said many times on this show is that too often in our driven society, we think, oh, we must have goals and orgasm becomes the big goal and pleasure gets kind of put on the back burner. It's like, we've got to get it there. <laughs> Refocusing on pleasure can do so much for helping with low desire or no desire, and really looking at what is pleasurable for you. And that's something only you can define for yourself. And that's why I say, learn how you, where you receive pleasure in your body. It's different, a little bit different for everybody. And learn how to communicate that to your partner if you're with a partner. By discovering how your body works on a pleasure level can take you so many places. And it, I think it really helps us become more mindful about our body and it helps us become more fully present with ourselves. Gets into that mindful masturbation, which can be so powerful. Any thoughts? Yeah, I also wanted to say, I know that I was talking about uh, their partners were like building up my own sexual energy. But I also think there's a huge crossover with the work that we do in Temple and also just with my like flirty friends. You know, I'll go to a place and I'll meet someone and they don't, maybe we don't want to have sex or I don't want to come on too strong. And 
but maybe like they're cool with cuddling or maybe they're cool with me groping them while, while we're cuddling or maybe they want to just put their hand on my dick while we're cuddling or maybe it's a little bit of oral but nothing real serious there's different levels of this and as you get more comfortable not expecting sex to always or any sexual behavior always ending up in sex you open yourself up to a much broader experience and it's really amazing when you first you have to meet a group of people that's really open-minded where you have those kind of opportunities but that's another thing that happens when you don't always expect sex to or like any sexual uh behavior to lead to actual sex and really good sex is not a formula <laughs> and too many people try to turn it into a formula it's like i think that's where that analytical brain comes in and you want to shut that part down and go with the more intuitive and let the intuition within you guide you where you want to go and and get rid of the expectations of outcomes just see where pleasure will take you because pleasure can be so delicious <laughs> and i kind of wanted to say that because to you know i fell into that trap at one point in my life where i thought oh if i do it just this way and then i do this uh, stroke the penis or a lick on the vulva just right and I get the energy going and then and it became too formula driven and i'm here getting connected with another person by turning the rational side off and following the intuition you form a deeper connection with your partner or with yourself even and it ceases to become a formula or a way to get off and it becomes more of a an adventure and i think that's what really can reignite sex for couples that have been in a relationship long term once you get rid of the formulas and really focus more on bonding and pleasuring each other all of a sudden a whole new way of experiencing sex changes it transforms yeah like have you ever been with your partner for a really long time and thought to yourself like oh like i used to be able to make them come in like under a minute every time i did this why doesn't work anymore it's because that's been your go-to move for way too long and that's not what like really pushes that button and you need to find a new button so sex can be an adventure it doesn't have to be this kind of same pattern every time and by changing and exploring and really discovering together what sex can be for you yourself and your partner is a type of adventure and it's also a time of being vulnerable opening up to each other and isn't that what a relationship's really all about is forming those stronger bonds with each other and connecting at a deeper level and so i think that's part of what really good sex is all about is forming that deeper bond and connection and and getting those good feelings going those pleasures going with each other and giving each other the gift of pleasure and not focusing so much on any goals other than just bringing each other pleasure yes and it also has to do with vulnerability that's another thing we talk about all the time on this podcast but it's because it is one of the basic building blocks of intimacy and really sex in general you have to be able to be 
really vulnerable with whoever you're having sex with at that moment. Like you're already physically naked, but you have to become emotionally and spiritually naked in front of them too to really open yourself up to the place where like your soul can talk with each other and you can really understand what they want and they can really understand what you want and one of the things that happens when you become vulnerable it's kind of a paradox because a lot of people feel that vulnerability is like a shameful experience but one of the things that strips away when you become vulnerable is that you stop feeling that shame and it because you're peeling away everything including the shame and a lot of times the shame is what really gets in our way when it comes to sex and really kind of throws a monkey wrench in things so allowing yourself to become vulnerable is casting off that shame and once you get rid of that shame you can really allow yourself to do the things that feel good to you and you can also like do the things that you were too afraid to do with your partner that you know that they want you to do that with them another area that i find is really helpful in all this is forming that genital heart connection with your partner and we've talked about that on this show but basically it's a very bonding erotic experience and it can bring you into each other at a, such a deeply connected level. Would you like to kind of describe how to do the genital heart connection, Paul? So one of the methods that we use to form the genital heart connection is, and you can do this by yourself or with a partner, if you are alone, you put one hand on your genitals and one hand on your heart, and you breathe in and you focus on like connecting the energy between your genitals and your heart because a lot of people think of sex and sexuality as a baser impulse but it it's really not especially when you focus on the spiritual aspects of sex like we do on the show and if you are with your partner, you can have your partner put one hand on their their heart and you put one hand on your heart and they put their hands on your genitals and you put your hand on theirs. And you do the same thing and focus on bringing the energies of the sex and the heart together and like really focus on that. And for a long time, I've been using this method, but I've also found that I can do it without doing that. I can just feel the energies between my genitals and my heart connecting, and it really helps me feel a lot more spiritually attuned with my sexual body and with sex while I'm having it. And you can do this while you're having sex with your partner. You can really, a, a lot of times it's very helpful to not just focus on your genitals during sex, which is what people naturally do, but you can focus on bringing the energy of your heart into it and bringing the feeling that you're feeling in your genitals up to your heart and really connecting with it on a spiritual level. And I even do it when I'm walking around sometimes, just focus on binding those two energies together uh, just throughout my day. And I find it's really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And I know that one of the things, when I first started doing the genital heart connection with other people and with myself, I felt a deeper connection and I felt more alive. And it 
wasn't just at that moment, but it brought it into my whole life in a sense. All of a sudden, I became much more mindful and aware and in tune, in the flow. And I think that's part of what sexuality is all about, is finding the flow of sexuality and how it works for you. I know how it works for me is different from the way it works in Paul, and it's different from the way it works in, with all my various partners. It can be amazing. And I love the variety, the whole spectrum of sexuality. Some people aren't into the whole thing. Some pe- I'm into BDSM as well as romantic love, as well as having a fuck buddy. I mean, it's all good. And each has a different feel and a different kind of vibration to it, different flow. And I think that's part of this adventure is expanding and really exploring the parts that help you flow. Any, Helen, we're already to the top of the hour. Any last thoughts? I really hope that some of this information is helpful to our listeners because I think that it's really, really important. And I think right now, particularly with the coronavirus going around, people are more disconnected than they've ever been. And anytime there's a major stressor in your life, it really takes away your desire for sex. And right now, everyone on the face of the planet is going through a major life stressor right now. And I'm hoping that some of the things that we've talked about in the show can help you reconnect with that sexual part of yourself and give you more meaning and give you more motivation to express yourself with your partner or embrace your own sexuality or maybe kind of unpack some of the things that have been kicking around in the old rat wheel that's turning on in your brain. For me, I know that sex is an art form. And it's something we have to learn and experience fully. It's it's like I knew academically what orgasms were before I ever had one. And I thought, oh, I know all there is to know about orgasms. And then I had one, and I go, wow. <laughs> There's this kind of experiential knowledge that far surpasses academic knowledge in certain ways. It hits deeper. And so take some time to really explore yourself and experience yourself more fully. I think that's one of the keys to helping build your sexual desire over time. And it doesn't happen overnight. It took me some time to reprogram myself through morning affirmations and raising sexual energy daily and and really kind of getting in tune with my body. And, and it becomes a flow over time. It becomes this balancing within, this kind of feeling at peace and feeling connected with the universe. So it's very... There's a lot of benefit you can get from these things. Anything else? Well, have a good night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Tune into your bodies. Explore the pleasures that are available for you. It's just a matter of choice and taking action and enjoying it. Have a good night. Good night.
I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.